This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Hello, happy Friday all. Jim Toth, how you doing on this free-for-all Friday? Free-for-all Friday! I'm good, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic. Man, you know, I, I didn't think you'd have time to get 18 in after all the, the PGA guys got <laughs> yeah. off the course, but, I mean, no one knows, but in the dark, yeah. you're four under. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I just said grab the flashlight. I just sat at the 17th hole. I couldn't even see you on the tee box, and I just heard the ping in the cup. <laughs> and I'm like, is he there? Like, is he? I thought he was two holes what, away. What else do you expect? Now, you got amazing night vision. That's yeah. what I'm telling you right yeah. now. Like this, I'm like a cat. Like, you drop your you know phone I mean? in in a lake at midnight, you're going to find it. Yeah. Well, it's like you could, you'd see me out there, but all you see is just two glowing eyes. I, it was like Yoda or those things that, Kidnapped Yoda, the thing with the eyes. The Jawas? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> sure, yeah. The Jawas. You look like the Jawas is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Anyway, I'll happy ta- Friday. Yeah, I'll take that good. as a compliment. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Well, you know, only, only a few people can do what I do out there. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Free for all Friday. Free for all. You guys set the tone. The listeners tell us what topics to discuss. Text the show 204-780-6868. We could talk Jets. We could talk Logan Stanley. We can talk prospects. We can talk training camp 204-780-6868. The Winnipeg Jets, uh, only 47 days away from the start of the regular season uh, when the Jets are going to be in Calgary. So that's definitely something that we are keeping uh, our eye on. Go figure. The show's called Jets at Noon. Uh, and also the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, pulling out a colossal win um, with a fantastic second half of football last night at IG Field in front of in front of thirty two and a half, you know it it didn't seem like a game because of of how it was close at the half and the the back yeah. and forth lead. But until I the second half, and I started looking it up, and then Mike O'Shea in the post game show here on Six City CJB last night about the defense, and we all know Mike O'Shea is one of the best linebackers, if possibly not the best yeah. linebacker to ever play in the Canadian Football League. I think by, when all said and done, Adam Big Hill will give him a run for that. But mm-hmm. for him to say that glowingly about the defense, um, I, I went and looked at the stats again immediately after I heard him on the post game show, and he's right. Like it was just an absolute domination in both halves by the defense. Yeah, yeah, I got that clip here. Why don't I? Why don't I uh, sneak oh, okay. it in here? Yeah, they were, they were unbelievable. They really were. It's, they were fun to watch. They were, you know, spot on, and you know, they they want more, which is pretty cool too. But they they should enjoy this one. This was this was, this was pretty cool to to be on the sideline for. You know what I hear in that in that quote there, Jim? I hear a uh, a coach beaming with pride of the performance of his guys. I hear the pride. Yeah. I hear the I, I'm impressed. And I also hear the football, the the lover, the fan of football yeah. in him going, that was something to watch. Mm-hmm. I hear all that. Uh, uh, 21 uh, total yards in the second half allowed by the Winnipeg Blue Bomber defense. Um, 173 uh, overall. Um, 
three points allowed all game on a field goal. I mean, of course, those two uh, touchdowns that Montreal did score were both pick sixes uh, from Zach Caleros. Um, I mean, Zach, uh, really, you know what? And I don't want to really get into it. And, and you know, the, when he, he responded in the second half um, and and was excellent out there. And he had guys out there making plays. Uh, but he hit, he hit a lot of open guys out there, but he nailed them. Um, uh, a, a, a rough first half for, for Zach Caleros, there's no doubt. And what I saw from him, Jim was, some um, missing some, uh, some keys down the field. If what I'm trying to say, he, 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 he lost guys. Uh, I'm not going to say Montreal didn't make some plays as well. Um, but, uh, he struggled over the first 20, 25 minutes or so. Yeah. I, he hasn't. Look, he's the front runner, I believe, still for the MOP. Yeah. Um, but I go back to the Edmonton game where, like, his last throw was a pick six. His first throw back f- from the injury was a pick six. I'm not going to come down hard on Zach Claros, but at 35 yeah. years old, I'm starting to watch, you know, how he's playing and how he's doing. But after that game in Edmonton, Drew Brown specifically said, Zach this, Zach that. So Zach's mentoring him, right, and doing mm-hmm. the right thing as a, as a starting quarterback and as a teammate. But then Drew is also saying, like Zach says, he goes, this receiving core is elite. Mm-hmm. Like in all my, basically referencing, I'm going to paraphrase, he didn't exactly say this, but what I took from what Drew Brown was saying was, you know, Zach's been around, been in some offenses, seen some some guys, but this this crew is, they'll make plays. If you just put it to where, that's what the quote was, if you put it to where you think they'll be, they will go get it. Yeah. And I just noticed that a lot with Zach last night. Like, the the sec the the two shown TDs were all shown yeah and like Zach hit him I'm not trying to say but like Zach talked about that in the post game too he's like I thought I was going to run that in and then the 35 year old me said oh, I don't know if I can do this yeah. at 25 well that was a brilliant play by Dalton shown to yeah. who was in double coverage to break through and and get open and the second time was him sort of disappearing in the secondary, which is almost ridiculous to say, but that's what happened. And I think that play was for double coverage on Dalton shown on the yeah, post route he was there double covered and, and, they, and he moved through him and got wide open on that. So some fat again, I mean, what else were you expecting from Dalton shown? Um, but uh, some, some real great plays from him. Uh, can I talk about something as well? The roughing the passer call on Cody Fajardo on the Brandon Alexander INT in the second half in the, in the second quarter. Um, what are but, we I mean, doing? I mean, here's the thing. Okay, and I understand. Uh, you, you whack the quarterback's head; it's going to get called. Okay, that I think that's a pretty consistent rule in the Canadian Football League. Whether uh, you know uh, some guy you know brushes up against a helmet, I mean, it seemed like um, Ricky Walker's hand went down on it. Okay, fine. But my issue with that is how is that a roughing the passer call? And what took Caleros out of the game at Edmonton? Not. Yeah, that's, I don't, that's, I don't I mean, get it. Like, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And to your point, Cam, is the one in Edmonton, did he go out of his way to fall and hit him in the head? No. But did he go out of his way to fall on him while he was down? Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah, he, he did. could have braced himself with his hands and did that. So when you look at the one last night, what's the difference? What's the harm in throwing the roughing the passer on both then? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, it, it's it's the most inconsistent call I've seen. The other call last night I liked was when they were up by 30 and there's three minutes to go and, and Paul, uh, Mike O'Shea throws a challenge flag and, and Derek Taylor asked him in the post game. It was a great question. It was a great question. And he DT. said, and, and, and the reaction was, is, well, it's pass interference. And so what are we doing here? Like whether you're up by three or whether you're up by 30, 
we've got to get better. Mike's not saying that. I don't want to put words into Mike O'Shea's belt, but he's like, it's pass interference, and my receiver just worked really hard. And, you know, he beat him. He beat him, and, and that's. And I get it, right? Like, it's not rubbing it in. It's not doing anything else. Your player committed a penalty, and it should be called. Yeah, I'm, I, I 100% understood it. And from especially from the standpoint of him explaining about him having the back of his receivers and his players and saying, like, it, it doesn't matter what time of the game it is. You know, Rashid made a great play. He had something taken away from him. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that he gets some sort of redemption or, or you know, I'm going to back up his play. So I, I, I like that as too. Uh, Brady Oliveira. He's getting better every single game. Yes. He's a rock. Um, he's he's over 900 yards already. He still has seven games left to play. Uh, 1,000 yards, barring some sort of um, situation. Uh, he, he might get 1,500. He might hit 1,500 yards. Uh, Christian, Doug, and Derek went through the rest of the season and said, basically, he's looking if this pace continues. It's 1,500 yards. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think he's getting better. I think he's continuing to. Doug Brown's going to join me at 2.30 today yeah. to break down the game, but he referenced something, too, with him. And um, Derek and Christian were glo- um, going and glorifying how good Brady's been and how much he's come along. And he said, well, he's also in the right offense, right? And and they talked about, well, who's better in the league? And, and Doug made the point, and then Derek and Christian agreed. You put Kadeem Ka- uh, Kadeem Carey on this team from Calgary, mm-hmm. like he can run the ball, yeah. and it's but he seemed Doug made the point. He seems to fit this offense. He seems to, and I, I thought about that. Carey's right? more of those sort of the speed, you know what I mean? Like he can hit the hole and he can go. Brady Oliver doesn't really have that sprinting yeah. eighty yards. He's like, more of yeah. the Ram guy. He's more yeah. of the I'll push and, and make this work. But then he has speed. I'll too. roll for twenty yards, like twice a game. He's, but, yeah. uh, I think Doug called him the hammer. Right? Yeah. He's like the ballpoint sharp blunt object that'll get you yards and, and blunt. so I, I thought that was interesting on what Brady would do on a different offense, maybe a finesse offense. That's more, but yeah, he's been spectacular. And remember the whole Andrew Harris debate, right? Mm-hmm. And when I saw Andrew Harris, Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine, um, as much as I love Andrew Harris and I think, you know, he's a great guy and, 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 you would like to see him retire here. Yeah. You can at that price. This is a football decision that I, I think when you look back on it, Andrew Harris is always going to get his glory when yeah. this is all said and done. He says this is his last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't put him in the ring of honor and all that. I, I think that's all coming for him. But at the time, it was the right decision. Yeah. And I, I think that has to be part of the story. He it has to be understood that you're not going to let a, an Augustine or an Oliveira at those ages walk just to keep the quote unquote like it's Craig Button disp- or Bill Belichick dispassionate loyalty. Mm-hmm. You you have to make the right decision. What were those guys just as good as Andrew Harris the day they didn't bring Andrew Harris back? No, but were they real close to being and the future of being just as good? Yes, yeah. they were. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Vince texts the show. He says, Brady Oliveira, the human bulldozer. And a couple more text messages, and then we'll come back. Uh, this texter says, Zach had six touchdowns last night. He was playing quarterback for two different teams. 
Uh, this texture says Zach was incredible. Yes, he threw a couple of interceptions, but it is what happened after that, which shows what an incredible QB Zach remains. And exactly your point, uh, Poitras uh, and Jim, uh, Zach not getting the call and the guy brushing up against the helmet unreal. And this texture says, I was at the game last night and it seems Zachary was always in the shotgun formation, just wondering why. Uh, why was the play call? And um, I'm not going to sit there and question Buck Pierce. And I thought the Buck offense Pierce had a great calling. game. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Buck absolutely. Pierce had a great game last night. Um, I just protecting. I always go. I know I'm going to mention Troy Aikman again. I've done this before, but Troy Aikman was a guy when when a guy's hand would brush a quarterback's helmet mm-hmm. and he still get the the throw off. He was the guy who was like, "What are we doing here?" Like he's rushing the passer. He's getting shoved to the outside. He's trying to grab him, and his yeah. hand just touches his helmet, mm-hmm. and that's roughing the passer. What are we doing here? I think we've come a long way from those days. But I just, I don't understand, like, to me, what would the harm be if that was a penalty in Edmonton? Yeah. No harm. I'm with you. Except for the benefit of going, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's so inconsistent. 204-780-6868. Let's come back. Your guys' text messages, 204-780-6868. Bill wants to talk some Stanley. And hey, Chris, he's texting, basketball? What? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, Jim, the uh, Oilers signed defenseman Evan Bouchard, two-year, $3.9 million uh, per season bridge deal. What do you think? I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. It reminds me of Josh Morrissey's bridge deal, and I think in two years they're going to try and take care of him. He is up. When Connor McDavid is. Yeah. RFA um, at the time without arbitration rights too then. So yes, but look, he's already taken over the number one power play unit. He's already taken over as their number one D man uh, yeah. over Darnell nurse who makes 9 million. I do not love the Darnell nurse contract. <laughs> I like the bridge deal for Evan Bouchard and he's only going to cash in when this is all said and done. And Bouchard led all defensemen in the playoffs, four goals, 17 points, 12 playoff games. Hey, free for all Friday. When we come back, we'll continue. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you, Skylar Peters. I'd have an in-depth. Thank you, Hollywood. I, I had an in-depth conversation with uh, Skylar today because I'm getting worried about, about life. I'm getting worried about the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, about the oh uh, no, they can't win against their division. You're going to have them, 15, you're get them worked. They out. have 15 games at the end of the season against Boston and two series against the Yankees. And the Rays. Now the Yankees. I, I I don't like to your point, and I'll make I'll let you make that point. Um, but they've still at the same time allowed the fewest runs in baseball. Yeah, it's this is the best pitching staff from like your number one ace Kevin Gosman all the way down to like your low leverage guys. It's the best staff I've ever seen as a Blue Jays fan. I agree with that, and it is so frustrating to see this offense don't they have the away. bats don't but you look at the lineup these yeah. guys should be slugging well and, and Matt to Chapman be fair start to the year like he you know these are guys that can do it so i'm not i'm not looking for something they don't have and that's the point i made to you um earlier today so i'm like i'm not like i'm not going like defcon five on this baseball club right now but like, it's just that they're not playing to their potential game and a half back of the Strohs, uh scumbag Strohs and yeah, the Mariners. And Toth has been very quiet this watch week. Watch your mouth now. What, a game and a half back you watch in the your mouth. wild cards. <laughs> oh, you keep my baseball team out your damn mouth. <laughs> um, um, to be fair, the Jays don't have a lot of young, really talented baseball players. So, that's fair that they have this record. That's that's yeah. uh, that's a shot. Okay. That's a shot. <laughs> okay. They don't have a lot of young stud, really good baseball players. 
I think uh, I think too many people are in Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s ear. Like the Jays, they had Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion in the dugout for a, like a week-long stretch earlier this month. Um, Don Mattingly's the new bench coach there. Mm-hmm. Guillermo Martinez, their hitting coach, uh, you know, shouldn't have a job in my opinion, but... Um, I How just, is, like, it, he just needs to swing the bat. He goes up to the home run derby, hits a million nukes, wins the damn thing. That ruins you know? it, though. The yeah. home run derby. Well, he actually, the, the week after the derby, I thought he was, he was swinging it a lot better. And then it, I just think he's kind of overcoached. Like, oh. he's, he's the most talented hitter probably on in baseball. We talked he's about in, this. In terms, of, in terms of raw talent. Yeah, Two I months agree. ago, though. And that's why their former manager, and a texter helped me with that. Who is the guy again from Tampa Bay? Charlie Montoya. Charlie Montoya. Mm-hmm. What did he criticize them for? They don't know how to play baseball. And when he confronted them about that, wasn't the rumors and the stories leaking out that they wanted him gone? He's an an old man and blah, blah, blah. And he was right. They don't know how to run the bases. Vlad Guerrero doesn't know how to get a base hit. I mean, it's quite obvious to me. I'll go back to the playoff game when he ran into Springer in the outfield. He's not supposed to be there, Bichette. Who's covering second and you injured your teammate? If that ball drops, maybe one ball, one runner scores, not three. Those are the things that Montoyo tried to instill in this really good, young, talented baseball team is you got to learn how to play baseball. You got to know where you're supposed to be. You got to learn how to run. They were the most under Montoyo. They were the worst base running team in the league. And that, that's what I think happened. Well, As an outsider from the Jays, I think they're really young stud players who think that it's it's not unlike the Jets, who thought they were going to outscore all their problems. Well, the thing about, it, and I think that goes right into the fact that they can't win one-run games, which has really hampered yes. them. And they're, and they're they all one-run the games. Yeah. And defense. And they're you the can't best get a base hit. Like, yeah. go, everyone's on Guerrero to, to come through and start hitting bombs. Get a base hit. Hit a couple singles, and you've won three more games in a week. You you should. This team should be in a much higher position. Well, I, I know I know how competitive the AL East is. And but and that's that's just the way it is. You know what Seattle um, does? Seattle gets base hits. Seattle runs the bases. You know what the Twins Seattle do? Seattle gets them on, gets them over, and gets them. You in. know what the Twins do? They eat alive the AL Central. And I just watch playing the worst division <laughs> I've ever seen. Congratulations, Minnesota! And I, I just watched begrudgingly the Mariners sweep the Astros last week, and that's what they do. They they get them on, they get them over, they get them in. Uh, I've been really watching the Cubs lately too. They're still three back of of the Brewers. They can catch them. They got a big series at the end of the month here. It's, but it's uh, Baltimore, Atlanta in the uh, in the World Series. Well, we'll see. We'll Baltimore, see. Atlanta. Adley Rutschman, World Series MVP. He's a winner. I I want that guy on my baseball. I don't. Team. You know, the Cubbies are winning some big games, man. They're they're, they're scrapping Henderson. out wins. Gunnar Henderson yeah, good too. goes to second for that cycle, and everybody's like, "Stay a while and get a cycle." But no. You hit a double, you hit a double. Yeah. I, I love that about him doing that play and yeah. not taking the cycle. And that's how you play baseball. He'll, uh, he'll have more opportunities for the cycle. You he's, don't play baseball to hit the cycle. You play baseball to get him on, get him over, get him in. They, yeah, they were also up. Thank, thanks a lot, I Scott. Start, boys. Thanks By the way, Rick Forney right. told me that. That's why I keep saying it over and over again. I didn't create that. Rick Forney's like, you got to get him on, get him over, get him in, Jim. Well, that's true. Can't always be looking for the fences. <laughs> you can't. No. Base running, and that's you know what? That's something in baseball that's it's sort of like this, um, in, in sort of this era, it's kind of been something that's been sort of like I think it's ignored, worse than it's ever been ignored. In the, la- back, the last in back. 10 years, because I grew up, I fell in love with baseball, I never played. My grandfather loved well, it. Well, how much did the shift have to do with that? And I would sit with my grandfather and watch, 
And the worst, not a strikeout, not a pop-up, not anything. The thing that drove my baseball-loving grandfather mad was when a guy's not reading the bases. Mm -hmm. Like when he's on second and is that a pop fly, is that you got to go halfway, you got to get back, you got to stay tagged up because that might, Mm -hmm. you know, just all that stuff. And I watch it now and I'm just like, in every game, like I was watching a Phillies game the other day for some reason, the guy just takes off the Jays game, man. Those guys leave as soon as the ball's hit. Oh, God. They don't look to tag up or... The problem is, it's like Boston's <laughs> doing that this year. Boston a couple times. It just well, there was that Jays game in Boston when the guy hits it off the wall. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you, do you trust the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to like he's in scoring position on second base, and you know there's a single hit to the right side of the field. Do you trust him to make it all the way to home? I don't. I don't like to bash him on that. I, I just think he needs to round out his game, and because then the home runs will come. Yeah. If you're not swinging for the fences and to be the difference maker every single at bat, the home runs will come. If you're just trying to get on, I think the bombs will come. I believe in that theory. But I, he's one of the better base runners, I, I find. I just, like, the Bichette's terrible at it. Um, and then, like I said, the, the playoff game last year, I just think that, that running into Springer in the outfield against Seattle and three-run score, I just, you're not even supposed to be out there don't try, but they want to be the hero, right? They're mm-hmm. young, they're super talented and they want to make the plays. They all want to. Chris Harvey. Yeah. Chris Harvey brings it here locally. He said on Tuesday, gold eyes are down, have the league leader in batting average at the plate. Uh, base is loaded. Two outs inning ends as the Sioux fall pitcher picks off the runner at third, two out bases loaded. Where was he going? That's base running in 2020. And then there's the other guys that I see, and I forget the game the other day or Rob two weeks says, ago. Rob says sounds like the plot to Major League. Well, I, two weeks ago I was watching the game. Bases were loaded. There's two outs, and there's a hit to the outfield, and there's a guy still standing on second. Yeah. Go, man. <laughs> like Now it was an out, but I'm like, what are you standing there for? 204-780-6868, free-for-all Friday. we got a text message here, and this one asks, will Zach Caleros pass Brock on all-time yards thrown for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Of no. course, Dieter Brock has 29,623 um, uh, yards passing for the Bombers from 1974 all the way to 83. Uh, no, uh, Zach Caleros will not be able to do that. Um, Zach still has a ways to catch Matt Nichols, who is fifth all-time in, in passing yards for the Bombers. It goes Kahari Jones, then Kevin Glenn, then Kenny Plain, then Matt Nichols is number five there um, uh, from 2015 to 2019. And uh, so Nichols has 14,000, almost 15,000, and Zach right now is 10,127. So um, it would it would be, I think, uh, well, I think over the next two years, um, I, I think passing Matt Nichols would be a much more realistic um Maybe Kenny Plain. I I don't know, but no, I Zach is not going to be passing. Uh, he uh, would at this even at this rate have to play at least six more, seven yeah. more years, and he's already thirty five. Not so. going to happen. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. This uh, texture says Big Spence. Text the show. He says Hellebuck and Shifley for Nylander and Domi. What do you think of that trade? Great trade. That one from uh, that one from Big Spence. Uh, so basically, both all four are pending free agents after this year. Yeah. I don't know. How does that make the Jets better? They don't have a goalie coming back. So Loren Brisson's your starter, and you get Max Domi and William Nylander. Yeah, that's the that's that's the. It trend. makes the Leafs a ton better because now they have Matthews, Tavares, Shifley down the middle. It's, it's a great trade for the for the Leafs. I'm not so sure a great trade for the. 
And they get Hellebuck. So, I mean, that trade, Spence, might just win the Maple Leafs the Stanley (laughs) Cup. You would have three number one centers down the middle on on average teams, number one centers for sure, and then Connor Hellebuck in net. Bill texts the show. He says, uh, Stanley got a decent contract and is looking forward to playing more games. Hey, guys, Stanley haters, question mark, LOL. That one from Bill. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, I, we had a great conversation that's doing really well, um, starting to pick up some steam uh, when we had uh, Logan Stanley on the show, just how forthcoming he was. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Logan can do this upcoming season, that's for sure. Uh, this texture says, this one I, from... Sorry, oh, I yeah, had go a great uh, text going back and forth with Kyle, who always listens. And he was like, it's amazing to me how so many Jets fans won't say what it is, and Logan Stanley's a dud and a miss. And I'm like, I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't know how any Jets fan knows what Logan Stanley is. He hasn't played nearly enough. And when he has played at times, he's looked like he's a bonafide top four defenseman. And at other times he looks like he doesn't belong in the league. Yeah. So, and I'm not knocking Stanley one way or the other. I'm just for everybody who's writing him off. He's 25 years old and played about 114 games sporadically. Yeah. I don't know how anyone sits here and goes, this is what he is. And I'm not saying he's great. And I'm not saying he's awful. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's there's not a Jet fan on the planet that's going to convince me that says, this is what Logan Stanley is, and this is what he'll be for the next six years. Yeah, it's not even a season and a half. You I mean, know that, what? That's, that's such a great point, Jim, about Logan Stanley. It's, it's not even a season and a half yet that you he's You want to define it because he's a first-round pick yeah. s- so fast. Yeah. He's a first-round pick that's played 114 games in four seasons or yeah. three seasons. You can't, I don't know what the definition of him is yet. Yeah. We got Craig on the show, 204-780-6868. Hey, Craig, welcome to Free For All Friday. How you doing? Good, thanks. Good. What's up? What's on your mind, dude? Yeah, Yeah, we got you. All right. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Hey, we appreciate it. Filling that hole in the the market that was left with the downfall of the other sports radio. So I appreciate it. Uh, But I'm I'm a fan that bleeds blue, whether it's Jays, whether it's Jets, whether it's Bombers, and uh, I think the Blue Jays are a real Winnipeg team. They're so tantalizing with their with their roster. They've literally done everything right with their moves this year. They have the best defense in essentially ever yeah. assembled. They've got the relief pitching that we haven't seen in a generation. They've got all the pieces that are just so young, and man, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm going to be so sad, but it just makes every game I watch, they should win. And they don't win enough games, and it's going to kill me if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and with and also adding all that, Alec Manoa has has not had a great season at all. Back you know. in the mind, you know what I mean? Like, and that was that was the guy, the Cy Young candidate. He was going to come in. You got and a they great, still have the best pitching staff they've seen and they've had in a long time. You got a great sense of humor, Craig, because realistically, other than the Bombers, every sports team here has done a lot of great things roster wise. And I'll go back to yeah. you, you needed defensemen. You went and got Nate Schmidt, and Brendan Dillon. You needed yep. you needed Liney had issues and and wanted a ton of money. You needed a center. You needed a center. You went and got a center. You yep. you got a. I mean, there's a lot of things that have done <laughs> on paper, and that's why people hate hearing this. Yeah. Uh, Craig is when we say it is we'll get a bunch of texts that says paper means nothing. You're right, it does mean nothing. But all you can do in an off season is make it look great on paper, and there has been some great rosters on paper that just haven't worked out, and maybe the Blue Jays are one of those. Yeah, I and I, I just hope they now that they've changed the wild card, they're actually going to get more than a game if they make it in. That that they can they can play with anybody in this league and they can beat anybody. But unfortunately, they can lose to anybody too. So well, yeah. that that's the beauty of them. We talk about their struggles, but if they get in, they could go on a run or they oh, could absolutely. be swept. Absolutely, 
Yeah, and and you know what? And maybe maybe a season where the Winnipeg Jets perhaps don't look good as uh, on paper as as they have done in previous years is exactly what could lead to maybe a successful season. We don't know. Anyways, yeah. Craig, thanks so much for the yeah, call. I appreciate great it. Great call, Craig. Thanks for doing it. Thanks call so anytime, guys. Yeah, yeah awesome. call anytime. Yeah. When we were discussing ten ways that the NHL can improve and and market itself better, yeah, I want to go back to that wild card. I think that idea is phenomenal. And when it happened in baseball, I hated it. A one-and-done game after 162, are you kidding me? But now I watch those. Like when the Astros are going to Yankee Stadium or when the Blue Jays had Baltimore here and Marcus Stroman was on the mound and it was a one-and-done and and Stroman had a 13 ERA and John Gibbons said, I know his heart, I I believe in him, and he won that game. Yeah. How? So the Jets finished eighth. Yeah. Who finished ninth? Minnesota? Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. Welcome to Winnipeg. Monday Playoffs start Wednesday. Welcome to Winnipeg Monday night. Winner goes to the playoffs, takes on Vegas on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Who does not watch that? Yeah. And I'm talking about Penguins fans in Pittsburgh. Who does not watch that? Yeah. In the East, what is it, Buffalo missed? Who is the eighth seed in the East? I think so. No, the eighth seed in the East was um, whoever uh, the Panthers. Right. And they say the players will never agree to it. Well, you agree to it because yeah. this is what's good for the game. And if you don't want to risk a one and done, finish in seventh. Win your division. That's the thing. 204-780. So I love that. Yeah, 60. It's, it's a good conversation. The that's season for sure. wraps up on Sunday usually. Sunday yeah. afternoon, there's maybe two or three games. Monday night, ninth and eighth seed play to see who goes and plays the number one seed on Wednesday or Thursday. 204-780-6868-204-780-68. Let's take a break. Let's come back. More of your guys' text messages. That's a great addition of Free For All Friday. We're talking baseball. We're talking football. We're talking hockey. It would have been Pittsburgh and Florida. Florida went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. There would have been a game Monday night in Florida to see who goes and plays the Bruins. Could have been something. This one, this is uh, Jimmy James. I'm going to put him on there because he's calling us out a little bit here. G says, Jets are junk as a homegrown Manitoba. It is embarrassing to see the Stanley Cup being paraded by our hometown <laughs> heroes in a non-Jets jersey like St. Louis Blues. Over half the Las Vegas rosters comprise the Western Canadian gritty boys need to bring home a McCrimmon or Trots to build a Stanley Cup winning team. They tried to bring Trots here, Jimmy. Like, I don't know what else you're supposed to say. He went He, he went to Nashville. Sugarcoat Jim always screams out my guy. I yeah. don't scream out the guy. I get back to you every time, Non-Manitobans Jimmy Non-Manitobans who sugarcoat the current inept roster and GM don't get it and never Will sugarcoat Jim. Jimmy James also thinks that the <laughs> Always Jets don't screens draft out my well. comments, even if it's free for all Friday. Well, we're not screening out your comments, Jimmy. We never every, do. Every text, it's hard not to see you, Jimmy. Every text starts, Jets are junk, yeah. every single one. And I get back to you every time you, yeah, you text Jimmy. it. I'll get back to you again today, Jimmy. But Jimmy also, last time I discussed things with him, thinks the Jets don't know how to draft and have drafted horrifically. Yeah, well, that's just not true. Okay, so well, Jets are junk. We'll be right back. Thanks for the text, Jimmy. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Well, this texter says here, Jim, here as we wrap up uh, final segment on Free For All Friday, get them on, get them over, get them in. Love that for hockey, too. Get the right players on the ice. Get them over center. Get them in on the four check. Keep pushing that phrase this winter. Jim. Yeah. I like that. That's a great text. Pucks in deep. I wish you put your name on that one so I can uh, I can mention it. But yeah, get those pucks in deep. Get them over center. Get them on the four check. I got a free for all wild thing for you. Yeah, go ahead. Blake Wheeler is seventy eight points away from a thousand. Does he get it? 
I think he's certainly in the 78 points he needs. I see some of the guys that are first ballot Hall of Famers, and why not? Oh, I'm Honestly. not talking about Hall of Fame. I'm just, does he get to 1,000 points? Because I've oh, always... Oh, uh, yeah, he gets to 1,000 points. I have always said that um, to begin the conversation is 1,000 games and 1,000 points. Yeah. Now, you can have, obviously, if you have 1,100 points and 900 games, yeah. Or if you have 1,100 games and 900 points, I'm, I'm not sure. But to me, it's not even a debate whether you have the conversation, yeah. is if you have 1,000 games played and 1,000 points, you have the conversation. Blake Wheeler will get 1,000 points. He might even get 65 points on the first unit power play with the Rangers this upcoming season. So he might get 78 points with this year, hey? So here's where they have him with Vincent he might, Trocek. Oh, this year I don't think he's going to get it. Next year, I think, yeah. He's on a line right now with Vincent Trocek, penciled in, and yeah. Artemi Panarin. Yeah. And then on the power play, he's on the number one power play unit with Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zabinijad, and Adam Fox. He yeah. might put up a few points. Hey, uh, this one from Harvey. Canadian basketball this morning. They made France look like French Polynesia. Canada routing France to win their tournament opener at FIBA World Cup in Jakarta at 95-65. to 65. Canada's got a great team this year. And Free they're not all Friday. there. No Jamal Murray, but still pretty good. That's right. Pretty, all right. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 good. o'clock. Thank you so much, Jeffrey Fortune, producing the show. I'll be back soon. Have a Monday. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.